Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio X. I'm Kendra Maples. I am your host today. Normally, I am hosting the Culture Crush Business Podcast, but today I get to fill in for Karen Nowicki and host in this studio for Phoenix Business Radio X today. We have two amazing guests in the studio with us today that I'm really excited to have. We have Allison Stein and Travis Myers. Hello. Hello. Good morning. I'm so excited to have both of you. Travis, I haven't met you before, so I'm excited to dive in a little bit, learn a little bit more about you today. Allison, I know you a little bit already, but I'm excited to learn even more. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off with just hearing a little bit about you guys. Travis, I'm going to start with you since I don't know you as well. Well, thank you, Kendra. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. My name is Travis Myers. I am an estate planning attorney with the law office of Libby Banks. And a little bit about me, I am a Phoenix native. I grew up in the Moon Valley area, so uh, north kind of central Phoenix, and I went and got my criminal justice and music minor degree at uh, Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. Uh, had a great time up there. Uh, met my wife up there. A lot of great things to come out of NAU. And um, after my time up there, I went and got my law degree at Michigan State University College of Law. Similar <laughs> climate, I, I suppose, but uh, a little less, more uh, punishing in the cold, for sure. Um, <laughs> But uh, spent three grueling years up there, met a lot of great people, got a lot of great connections and great experiences before coming back to Arizona to take the bar and pass the bar and practice in a couple of different uh, practice areas before coming to the estate planning law firm of the law office of Libby Banks, which is where I find myself today. Okay. And what brought you back to Phoenix? You said you came back to take the bar, but what brought you... Back to the heat and the 100-degree-plus weather. <laughs> Wait, well, it's funny you say that. It, it seemed when I was in school that I would find myself in the cli- the worst climates of the month. <laughs> so in Michigan, I, I would spend uh, my winters there and my summers in Phoenix. But You did that oh, backwards, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I, I, I guess what brought me back that's where my community was, right? right? Uh, that's where uh, most of my family is. All of my family lives in the Phoenix area, and uh, we actually are really close, and we get together every Sunday for dinner, including my in-laws. So it, just a really tight-knit uh, family unit there. But I also wanted to come back and help my community mm-hmm. in some way, which uh, was an important part of why I went to law school in the first place. Yeah. And at least you're still you're still kind of close to Flagstaff. I went to school in Flagstaff and yeah. it was like the one year that they didn't have hardly any snow at all. And I was so sad. And then everyone else I talked to is like, oh, no, it's snowing like crazy. I'm like, oh, maybe I missed it. And it was a good thing. <laughs> so yeah. you're still close if you want to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned the snow. Um, My first semester at NAU, uh, there was record snowfall right around finals time. So they can't, they they gave us the option. They could either cancel the final or we could retake the final at the beginning of the next semester. (gasps) And uh, I had good enough grades to be able to just... uh, uh, take the grade that I had at the nice. time. Nice. But uh, wow. the, the rest of my time right. there, 
That worked out. No, no other snow. <laughs> no other snow. Okay. You and I skipped the snow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you're back in Phoenix, especially we'll tap into the conversation of community here in a minute because that is definitely a thread between the two of you, which I love and I want to pull um, some stuff from there. Um, but let's jump over to you, Allison. Tell us a little bit about you. What are you up to and your business? Yes. Well, I'm Allison Stein. I grew up in Southern California. What brought me to Arizona, um, I went to the University of Arizona down in Tucson. Never thought I would leave California. My grandfather grew up in Arizona. He went to U of A. Um, so I had that tie. My mom really wanted me to apply to ASU and, and, and um, U of A. And so visited the campus and instantly felt this connection. Mm -hmm. This is the place for me. Had a wonderful four years down in Tucson Close to graduation, a lot of the job opportunities were up here in the Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll live up in Phoenix for a couple of years, then I'll end up back in California. But, you know, I've, I've lived in the Phoenix area for almost 10 years now. There's no plans of leaving. Um, I've really built my roots here. I studied finance. And right when I graduated in 2013, began building up my book of business, working with clients, helping them with, with their financial investment and retirement plans. And um, about three years ago, I decided um, I, I was doing well, things were good, but I was looking at what was my future going to look like. I'm having control of my schedule, of what I could do for clients. And that, that also does lead me to the, the community involvement component. I decided to step away from a larger company, go out on my own. I founded Stein Wealth Management in 2020. There was three areas that I really wanted from just a personal and professional standpoint of where I wanted to focus my time. I wanted to make sure I had time for my clients. I could serve them, help them, do what's best for them. I wanted to try to be home for dinner, to try to have time to work out, have a little bit um, more control around my personal time. But I also wanted to be able to be involved, to be able to be a part of the community, to be able to network, to be able to give back. And so those three areas are where I wanted to, you know, try to equally spend my time. And these past three years have been extremely rewarding. Yes, you know, there's ups and downs of business ownership and, you know, it's not easy by any means, but I know that where I'm headed and the, hopefully the impact that I'm able to make along the way is going to, to help me from a business standpoint, but also for me to, to help others you know, I do what I do because I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I love math and numbers too. So it's perfect combo <laughs> of that. Total math nerd. Always loved, um, you know, counting things and, and math and whatnot, but always loved helping people. Throughout high school and college, I, I tutored and um, always liked that one-on-one -on -one consultative approach of mm -hmm. how can I help you through this problem? And how can we come together to a point of realization of, you know, I need to change this or I need to do that better or what have you. So that thread has always been a part of me. Um, I'm from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather had a very successful company. Um, my mom is a business owner. She's a dentist out in California. So I always had that entrepreneurial mindset and spirit mm -hmm. and was blessed to be able to pursue that more seriously, um, you know, three years ago when I stepped away um, and was able to, to go out independent and really start my own company. That's awesome. And I've known you, we've kind of crossed paths a handful of times a lot. Yeah. And I didn't realize that your business has only been three years that it's been just you. So yes. That's awesome. And I love that you were able to identify these areas that you wanted to have balance and that you wanted to be able to focus. I know you have a dog. 
Jordy. Yes. That Jordy. <laughs> Jordy. So I bet he really loves that you have this schedule. Although I feel like sometimes we go and we start our own business thinking we're going to have the flexibility and then you end up working 18 hours a day instead. There are those days. Yeah. So how do you, I want to hear from both of you about this balance of, because you're doing what you really love, also helping people, but both of you mentioned the school, the math. I was, I was not a math kid. I, you're normal. I, well, that's good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) But I love you weirdos (laughs) With, with the numbers. Tell me about that as far as like starting your own business and and really figuring out that balance. And yeah. then also you're proving yourself in the very beginning as a professional in your space, right? Both of you and building that community, building that network. Tell me, I mean, however you want to tackle this broad question of mine, but I just want to hear about that. Like when you're really diving into that role and you're new in that space and, yeah. and you're building community, what does that look like? Yeah. You want to go first? I've got a few things. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I think I kind of come into this from a unique and very lucky position. I got involved with the law office of Libby Banks because I grew up in the community that I grew up in. I knew Libby and her husband, Andy, who run the firm uh, growing up. They raised their kids in the Moon Valley area as well. We went to the same church. I was in uh, scouts with both of her boys as well. Uh, So there's that uh, strong connection from the beginning. And then uh, when it came time, uh, they were working on our estate plan, mine and my wife's estate plan, uh, when they were looking for another attorney to hire. Mm -hmm. And their business was growing like crazy. And uh, they kind of just asked me out of the blue, would you be interested in coming to work for us? Uh, It was an opportunity that I had never really considered, but I knew Libby had a great reputation throughout the community, Mm -hmm. uh, had been doing this for the better part of, uh, you know, a a decade at least. Yeah. And it just made sense. It it was like something clicked and I took a plunge and decided to get involved in this small family run law firm uh, because it really does have that feel to it. it. It's Libby, who's the senior attorney, and her husband, Andy, who run it, Mm -hmm. uh, two of her kids are also paralegals, so I knew them growing up as well. Okay. And then we have a couple of staff members, including myself, about a team of uh, nine uh, that really just keep the engine going. And they've been incredibly helpful in helping me grow in the space, but also incredibly transparent about their intentions. Uh, you, You know... They love what they do, but they don't intend on doing this forever. And they wanted to bring someone in who could not only relate to the younger generation, but who could potentially carry on their legacy going forward. So what that's meant for me is, you know, if you would have asked me five, 10 years ago, if I would have thought of running my own law firm, I it had never crossed my mind. So it's forced me to kind of uh, contend with the idea that this is what my future looks like. Also, to do things that I've never done before, that I've never been comfortable with doing before, like a bunch of networking and Mm -hmm. uh, putting my name out there and coming on this great podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which 
is all an incredible opportunity and all has come from me stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, putting in a little bit extra hours and yeah. doing something that has kind of helped me grow over time. Yeah. But I love that story. And I love that you have kind of become part of that family. Yeah. Right. And especially, I mean, normally when I'm doing a show, right, I have this culture mindset. And so it's cool for me to hear you say, you know, this whole story about how you got involved because you're you're really connecting with that family. Mm-hmm. And it keeps kind of that core culture for that business instead of just bringing somebody from, you know, Georgia or Texas or whatever that doesn't know anything about Arizona and isn't connected with the community. You have a very different level of connection growing up with their family, living in that area. You truly know that space and that community, but you also know the people that you're serving. Absolutely. And what they're going through. And that's going to play into, right, when they meet with you and they're going over estate planning, you kind of have to know Arizona and this community when you're doing that too. So I love that. I love how you ended up with that team. That's awesome. Thank you. Allison, what about you? With starting yours and building community, you are all over the place right now. In a good way. <laughs> I do a lot. I, I know. I My word of the year is intention. I'm mm. trying to be more intentional. I am a yes man. I tend to overcommit myself. You can ask my husband. I'm like, we got this event. We got this going on. I've got X, Y, and Z. But something that I just thought of when Travis was talking is really knowing your why and your purpose mm-hmm. and how in business, but in, in, you know, in, in our involvements and, and just in how we carry ourselves, if we're doing things with a purpose— and we're doing it because we're passionate about it. Yes, you need to have boundaries. You, you need to be able to, to schedule and prioritize. I mean, especially as a business owner, you you need to be able to focus on what is revenue producing, what mm-hmm. is, yes, what's going to help the bottom line, but also what's going to be a long-term impact to help myself in the community, to give back to others, to make the world a better place. Some other things I was, was thinking about as, as you both were talking you know, really having your ideal calendar, having structure of what your week looks like. I try to be intentional where most of my client meetings are on certain days. I have other days that are more focused to to networking or community involvement and events. It would be easy to, you know, overcommit and work those 15, 16, 17 hour days. But your health is your wealth when it comes down to it. I help people with wealth management, yes. But if you're not taking care of you, number one priority, eating right, working out, really having the personal structure that's needed in your day to be able to, so that you wake up with energy, so that you're ready to go. Yes, you're excited about what you're doing, but, you know, that you're also taking care of yourself. So that was a priority that I, I tried to implement, um, you know, when I, when I first went out on my own so that I made sure having a community too of the place I go to work out, like, you know, everyone's friends there and it's, you know, it's it's motivating. It it helps you to want to show up and to be your your best self. And so, the intention that I'm focusing on is is really going deeper in involvements and and within community groups that I'm a part of, and and trying to not take on too many more, but but really being 100% in in what I am involved in, making sure that it aligns with my core values, that it aligns with with the business, finding the intention there. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if if your purpose is there, if your why is there. You, you'll you get that natural energy. You'll want to continue to to be there to show up, um, to be involved. But um, yeah, I, I love to to do all sorts of things, different 
um, that, you know, through the, the Tempe Chamber, through different networking groups and different charity groups. But that's important to me. You know, it's something I like to do. It's not for everybody, but I, you know, I like to be able to be involved in the community and build those relationships. Something I also thought of when you were talking, Travis, it really is about who you know. Even in this digital world, AI, who knows what's going to happen, but <laughs> it all comes down to, um, in, in my opinion, at least, the personal connections, um, having that relationship with, with Libby Banks and her family. You know, for me, having the relationship with my clients when we're mm-hmm. seeing crazy times in the economy, having that strong relationship, you know, can really help to to provide future opportunities, to, to build trust with your clients. Um, so that's that's something that that I truly believe is, you know, we having that human connection is still mm-hmm. so, so, so valuable. Yeah, that's a great point, Allison. And I, I think what I've found in doing more networking and doing things that, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what works for me and getting into this new area. I found that the most value that I've gotten has come from making deeper relationships mm. rather than casting yeah. a wide net. Yes. Yeah. You know, getting in the door is important, but developing that relationship with Libby and uh, uh, even getting to know you a little bit better. I know we've had uh, a, at least a, a monthly lunch where we get together and just <laughs> talk shop, uh, which provides such a great value to me so and my clients, uh, but I also hope vice versa as yes, well. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It was Travis's idea. He's like, hey, let's have this kind of monthly um, standing meeting where we, you know, we can educate one another. I think it's a big focus for us, too. We like to educate and empower mm-hmm. uh, the individuals we work with, you know, not just tell them that they need this, but help to show them, help to empower them to understand the component of their will, their trust, or, mm-hmm. you know, the, their financial accounts. Um, but I couldn't agree more. Being intentional, having those deeper relationships can yield really, really powerful results. And then you guys have the opportunity, like you said, Allison, you're learning from each other. And when you're building those deeper relationships, it goes further than just the surface level of here's the job we do, right? Then there's, there's deeper impact. There's also this level of you're almost like holding each other accountable, right? You have this monthly lunch, this monthly check-in, and you get to kind of check in with each other. And so... For example, Allison said it's really important for her to spend time with the family and the dog and going to the gym. So, you know, if you guys meet for lunch and you start telling Travis that you haven't gone and done your gym classes for a week, he's going to be like, dude, that's not you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so having those deeper relationships that know you in this community, they're the ones that help kind of hold you accountable as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then one of the, a couple of the things both of you said right now when you were talking, you talked a lot about relationship, human impact, passion. So I want to know about, since all of this is so important to the both of you, with the work that you do, right, you have these relationships with the companies that you partner with, but also the individuals that you're helping. Mm -hmm. How do you keep that balance of your core beliefs, your core passion and purpose when you are working with clients? are How are you picking clients? How are you kind of onboarding them maybe? Do you ever get to a point with a client that you're like, oh, we're just not the right match? Like, what does that look like with this relationship piece, but on the client side of things? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I can speak to that from a few different points because 
when you're starting a business, you know, you, you need to make sure that you can bring in clientele, but you also really need to have that niche of who you best serve, who you can work with to provide them the best value. You're not going to be a fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. I will always do an initial consultation. I will very, I'm very detail oriented. I have a, a whole process that I'll explain when I meet with someone of this is how we're going to get to know your situation, how we're going to develop a customized plan for you mm-hmm. and then potentially implement it. And I also want to hear from them. You know, where are they in their their financial life? What are, what are their goals? Is it the right time for us to pursue a relationship so that it's, you know, the, the best use of both of our times? Mm-hmm. So hopefully in that initial consultation, we can learn enough from um, one another to see if we are a fit to work together moving forward. After that, there's there's three meetings that we go through to gather all their data, to look at what they have in force, look at what their goals are before I pr- then present. These are some recommendations to consider. They can then decide if they want to move forward with one, two, all parts of that and implement it moving forward. When I work with someone, it's hopefully a relationship in perpetuity where we'll meet year over year over year and review that plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sell them on something or pitch a product. I'm trying to develop a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So it is extremely important that we are a good fit and that I you know, will, will be best to serve them and they're ready to move forward. Um, I heard that it takes from someone wanting to make a change in their situation, usually 18 months before they actually move forward wow. with a recommendation or a change. We're all busy. We've got, all got stuff going on. It's easy to prioritize others, I would say, than, than think of ourselves in a lot of circumstances. Oh, yes. Got to take care of the kids. Got to <laughs> help the parents. Got to plan this, this, and that. But to truly step back and be like, okay, my business needs a retirement plan or I really need to to start investing and saving more to send my kids to college or whatever the the goal might be for that person. So really, hopefully, building that long, long long-term relationship is so, so, so impactful. And then also finding the community partners Mm -hmm. that I know are good fits. You know, I I trust in Travis and the law office of of Libby Banks. And when I send a client to Travis, I know his process because I've asked him uh, what what happens, you know, when, when someone is referred to you. And what does that meeting look like? Um, what is the conversation? So having those trusted partners is also very, very impactful. My approach is very comprehensive, very holistic. I want to know about their whole situation. Have they done any estate planning? Do they have a CPA they're working with? Do they have insurance in place? You know, yes, we're mostly focused on the investment and retirement side of it. Mm-hmm. But from a fiduciary duty, I, I want to look at the, the whole picture mm-hmm. and then have those people that I can refer out to and know that they will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel so comfortable when I send someone um, your way, Travis. I know that they're taken care of, and I know that that part of their plan um, is is moving on as, as well. So I, I know you've got a pretty similar process of, of getting to know the person and finding the right clients. Yeah, it, absolutely. And um, I, I, I think the process is the key component to that. Yeah. Uh, and really, one of the reasons that I love working for kind of a smaller law firm in particular is because we kind of approach our process as a team. Mm -hmm. Uh, The things that are working, we reward each other for. The things that aren't working, we work out almost scientifically. (laughs) You know, we take things out, we test things out, we we try and uh, make sure that it's working uh, for everyone, especially our clients. Because Mm Um, if you develop a great client relationship with someone, they become your best marketing resource. 
Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, word of mouth yes. is, uh, there's a lot to be said yes. for, for that. So um, similar to Allison's process, um, it, you know, we we try to get as much information as we can in a way that's not completely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we kind of have a, a questionnaire that serves almost like uh like what you would fill out before going to a doctor's appointment, right? Okay. It, you want to get some basic information so you know what the conversation is going to be, what some of the things that are important to you are. And then, uh, you know, I sit down with them. I've reviewed what their, their finances look like, their assets look like, what their main concerns are. And I just sit down and listen because that is really what is going to develop the best relationship. If I can uh, listen to their concerns and talk about how exactly we're going to help them solve those problems, Mm -hmm. uh, then it's a relationship instantly built. If they're taken care of throughout the whole process, again, it it just uh, pays off dividends business-wise, but also just develops that great relationship moving forward. Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, if you guys look at the step and repeat in the studio, it's conscious capitalism of Arizona and it's all about doing good business, right? Mm -hmm. And how you're talking about building those relationships. Once you build that relationship, you put in a strategic process, gather the information, but like you said, not overwhelmingly, Mm -hmm. gather the information, listen to them. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. all. Anyone just wants to be listened to from a five-year-old child to you and your spouse. Like, we just want to be heard. So that being part of your process is so key. And then what you said of, you know, building this relationship, then you build this trusted client who is your best marketing source. I will tell you, Allison, I lived in San Diego for a long time, too. I've been in Arizona for six years now. My dentist is still in San Diego because I love him. And so they know (laughs) I will drive and either I need like a late appointment on a Friday or an early appointment on a Monday. But I, because he was so great, his team is so great, but he listened and he explained. Mm -hmm. I went my entire adult life not knowing anything about my teeth. And then this guy just was telling me and listening to my concerns. I'm like, I will drive where yeah. I need to for you. Mm-hmm. I love and, that. You know, so to your point, you're you're building these clients that become the relationships that become your marketing committee. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the voice. So I love how both of you are so strategic and, Allison, to your word, intentional about how you're building community, but then how you're also building relationships and clients. I just, I love it. With all of this being said, it's also a space that I don't know a ton about, right? I see somebody else too. I'm like, here's all my stuff. Tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. So when is it a good point? When is the right point, right? Allison, you kind of mentioned like when people meet with you and it's the right timing. Yeah. And Travis, you even mentioned when you were talking earlier about meeting with Libby and the group, right? Mm -hmm. You and your wife were meeting with them so that they can help you. So when is the right time for somebody to come to the two of you and to figure out all of their life and finances and savings and all of these things? Like, when is that right time? Wow, that, that's such a good question. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times, just in general, people 
will will pursue a professional when sometimes they're forced to or when it's too late or they've had something negative happen in their life. And from a planner standpoint, we hope to to be able to have a plan in place beforehand so Mm -hmm. that as life happens, because life will happen, these curveballs will get thrown at you. As much as we can plan, things normally will need to adjust and evolve along the way. But when there is some sort of life change, it it is a really good idea to Mm -hmm. seek out I think both of us, when, you know, if if there's been a new child or there's been a marriage, a divorce, there's been selling of a home, buying of a home, a new job, um, something that will impact you, um, for for me speaking, from a financial standpoint, it's really important to review because your budget might be different now if we have a new mortgage payment or if we have a new income, if we now have joint assets, you know, there's a lot of legality to that where where Mm. I'm sure Travis will speak to. So big life changes. Um, it's really important to to get organized. I feel like finances can be a very overwhelming and stressful topic. Um, it can be a reason for arguments. Um, it can be something that people want to avoid. They don't want to dive deep into. People usually feel like they're not where they should be. They could have done mm-hmm. something different or better or what have you. I never want anyone to feel that way. Here we are today. We can't change what the past, you know, what what has happened, but we can take advantage of the time that we do have to plan, to get on top of things, to pay off debts, to to build up savings. A lot of people can't, if there was a $1,000 emergency that come up, that came up, they couldn't comfortably pay for that. And that that's tough. You know, we're seeing inflation. We're, we're seeing things cost more. My hope is that, you know, people that are ready to get organized, um, they're ready for a partner. I love you brought up listening. Um, I, I That's so, so important to listen, to see what people need. I don't have a cookie cutter solution. I want to learn about mm-hmm. you, where you're at, what you want to achieve and build, you know, take small steps to get there. It might take us a couple of years before we're hitting, um, you know, a savings goal or we can even start consider investing. But if we can at least make the decision today that we're ready to move forward in some capacity, Mm-hmm. then I can hopefully be a partner. Um, empathy is a really, um, it's a core value of my business to be able to empathize with the client. It can be a very emotional topic to talk through. I've, I've had couples in my office before where they, you can tell that they haven't discussed finances. It can be very emotional. Um, sometimes it's, it's almost like a therapy session. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's something that we need to address. Money can't buy you happiness, but, uh, you know, it can help you to be a little less stressed, to have a little bit bit more planned out. So someone that's ready to move forward, they want to get a little bit more organized. I know a lot of people have had job changes over the past few years. Oftentimes we can leave these old plans um, like 401ks or whatnot. We want to make sure that we know where things are, mm-hmm. consolidate them if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that everything you're doing is in your best interest. When I recommend any sort of suggestion, it has to be best for the client weigh things apples to apples of where you are, what this plan would look like, how it can help you moving forward. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's reviewing, you know, touching base at least annually to make changes if need be, Mm -hmm. continue to update that plan as as their life changes and we get towards these various goals. So I truly want to build that that trust and that partnership um, to help remove some of that stress and uncertainty, provide that clarity of where they are, but what do they need to do? Just, you know, we want to live today. I never want someone to feel so confined by their budget. But can we put a little bit away 
mm-hmm. to be able to plan for the future to make it a little bit more comfortable over the long run. Tomorrow's never promised. We, we want to live today, um, but we want we want to hopefully plan for that next step. You know, the, the short, mid, and those long-term goals. Mm-hmm. And Allison, I, I, there are a couple things that you said that really resonated with me as yeah. far as when a great time to talk about estate planning would be as well. And it just, in general, what we're talking about with estate planning is what's happening with some of the most important decisions in your life and some of the most important points in your life as mm-hmm. well. An estate, just in general, is the sum of all of the things that you've collected uh, during your lifetime. So it could be house, bank accounts, retirement accounts, life insurance, all of those things together. And what's happening with it during your lifetime incapacity and after you pass away. So to illustrate the times that it's important to talk about estate planning, I, I can draw examples from my own family currently, because it seems like All of the demographics in my family are great points to have those conversations. (laughs) So, for example, my brother and his fiance are engaged. They're getting married in February, a very exciting time. But, you know, like you mentioned, they are going to have community assets together Mm -hmm. and community just meaning joint assets or uh, things that they may want to keep separate, may not perfect opportunity to talk about estate planning and making sure those are taken care of in those three situations. Mm -hmm. My sister and uh, my brother-in-law just bought a house for the first time, acquired one of the biggest assets they will ever purchase Mm -hmm. in their entire life. Doing estate planning in that sphere can answer some basic questions of, you know, if I get in a car crash and I can't take care of paying my bills, who's going to pay my mortgage so that I don't lose this house that I just bought? Mm-hmm. Similarly, my wife and I, uh, about 10 months ago now, just had our first baby. So mm-hmm. uh, really exciting time in our lives. But man, am, am I just hyper-focused on doing everything to protect that baby? Yes. Yeah. Right? So uh, estate planning um, in that sphere is naming guardians, mm-hmm. uh, naming someone to take care of your baby if you can't in the future, or uh, making sure that... Um, if you were to pass away or become incapacitated, that they are going to be set up for financial success mm-hmm. in the future. And then uh, lastly, it, you know, my parents are at retirement age. They had made a estate plan when we were still really young, when it was uh, <laughs> important for us to have guardians and yeah. uh, to think about those types of things. But man, it, it, it's been the better part of a decade since they've looked at their estate plan. And uh, they keep telling me that they want to uh, <laughs> uh, look at it again and uh, tweak some things. And that is also a great idea. Um, because another thing that you said that resonated is that uh, financial planning and estate planning are a process. Mm-hmm. They are not just a one-time thing uh, that you set and forget because it, it, things change over time. The people that I thought could take care of my finances 10 years ago are definitely not the same people that I think can take care of my finances today. So it's important to think about those things over time, develop the relationship so that you know that if things do need to be updated or changed over time, that you're going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I I really appreciate all of your examples of like the different stages, right? And even like you said with your parents, they haven't looked at theirs for 
so long, right? You obviously are an adult man. Now you don't need a guardian if that's part of what that plan was a long time ago, right? Looking at that and seeing those types of shifts. And I love that the two of you and what you do, right? You're kind of tag teaming it with somebody. And Allison, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier. Your health is your wealth. It's We have to look at you know, our life as this whole big production and there's different directors or, you know, think of it as your own board of directors, right? Like I mentioned the dentist earlier. You've got to have the dentist, the doctor, the therapist, the financial planner, the estate attorney, right? You have to have all of these people because they're looking at small pieces that make one big thing. And, you know, Allison said earlier too, right? You're, you're dealing with people when they're more reactive instead of proactive, right? Mm -hmm. Travis, the same thing with you, right? You, you want to have this plan so that later on you're just tweaking it, right? When you buy a house, have a kid, you tweak it instead of having to go through the whole thing again. Mm -hmm. But I love that the two of you partner together. I love that you're looking at different angles. It really is like, I really think of it as like this personal board of directors, right? Yeah. (laughs) Tackling all of these different pieces. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation today because I'll probably have to call both of you later. You're you're giving examples and I'm like, oh, this is this person in my family. This is this person in my family. I'm like, oh, geez, we'll talk later. Is there any other piece of what both of you do, right? I love that you can collaborate and kind of tackle different angles with people. But is there anything else that maybe is a piece of what you do that people won't don't really think of? I mean, you've already said a bunch of what your job is and and supporting people. But is there any other piece that as we're listening that you want to make sure listeners are picking up? in what you guys do and the relationships and the work that you're building. Something that comes to mind, you know, again, we're trying to be proactive. We're trying to think ahead. But when that, when things don't go according to plan and how that can impact people negatively, you know, I think of like a probate standpoint and and assets not going where they should be. For me, I think of people making poor financial decisions and and, um, not having the ability to experience growth or to have their assets there. Mm-hmm. So having that that partner um, and, and not being fearful of, of, okay, what does this cost for me? I'd rather just DIY it and, and kind of wing it. Mm-hmm. I see that happen a lot. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm entrepreneurial. I love to DIY, <laughs> but I know that there are things that I need a professional for, right? I'm not going to yes. try to give myself a filling. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to write my will. And and I respect that that there are professionals out there that when you're comparing what the impact will be from a financial standpoint mm-hmm. versus paying a fee for a service, it usually is, is a much better option to, to find that, that professional and to be able to do things correctly so that things don't go not according to plan. Mm-hmm. I know, I'll, and I think of, um, from my standpoint, I think of people fearful of stock market volatility mm-hmm. and how a lot of people got out of the market like in 08, 09, and trying to time it. You know, you can't time the market. It's more so time in the market and being able to have a long-term perspective. Mm-hmm. If someone had their money just sitting in cash in the bank for that following decade, they missed out on, on so much upside potential. Mm-hmm. So we can often live in fear or uncertainty of not knowing how, you know, how do I find an estate planner? Um, how do I find um, you know, a, a partner for my financial advising? And what does that look like? 
you know, I think I think there's still some uncertainty and some fear around that of of what does that process look like? How do I start that conversation? And I, and I think both of us do complimentary consultations mm-hmm. to try to educate and to to try to see if if we need to to help them and work with them to put them in a better situation. So that just something that came to mind. Have you had anything to add there? Oh, gosh, I couldn't agree more, Allison. And, and I think I'll jump in and echo just the the benefit and the value of having a professional doing these yes. things for you. Because there are a lot of disruptors out there. And, and it's perfectly fine. It, you know, you have your legal Zoom, you have uh, your willandtrust.com. Uh, you give the tools uh, to people to try to at a lower cost to put these things together. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, I can't tell you how many consultations I've had with people who have come to me with those plans saying, is this going to accomplish what I want? Mm -hmm. And I have to have the uncomfortable conversation and say, not really, Mm -hmm. but we can help you achieve those goals that you're looking to set out to do. I guess it just comes back to knowing the value of those board of directors mm-hmm. uh, that that you brought up before, and knowing and giving people peace of mind is really what we're striving to do in that yeah. sphere. The peace of mind and the professionalism. That DIY example is perfect because there's this balance of okay, maybe you do want to do it on your own, but the time that it takes the you know, the money you're spending on tools to try and teach yourself and to try and learn where if you just paid a professional, right? And this analogy, right, can go towards making a table mm-hmm. <laughs> or planning your your finances in your estate, right? Yeah. You know, you're making a table, you're going to spend so much money, you're going to have to figure out how to do this stuff, buy the tools. And then let's be honest, by the end, when whenever I have done any DIY, it has never turned out. (laughs) I have only tried a few things. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely the furniture items in the house that are a little wonky. (laughs) (laughs) Where I could have just paid the money and had it come delivered and already put together because a professional built it, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with you guys. You're looking at the whole picture. You're not the apps and things online, right, that are looking at tiny little pieces that maybe are going to suffice in the meantime, just so that there's something, right? But really, when you're looking at the big picture, you guys have way more years of experience. And this is literally your job and what you do. So I absolutely agree. And I'm glad we are kind of wrapping with this topic because it's so important for whatever it is, right? Go to the professional if you're going to do DIY stuff, make a necklace. And yeah. that's where you should draw the line. <laughs> yeah. As we wrap up, we're kind of getting close to the end. What other thoughts, ideas? I mean, what else is there that you guys want to share? We have mics in front of us. So it's kind of like having a coffee chat, but we get we get to record the whole thing, which is super cool. So what other thoughts, anything do you guys have that you want to share while we're here today? I'll say the the community involvement thread that we've had throughout mm-hmm. today. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for that because that's how I, I know you, Kendra. That, yeah. That's how this opportunity came to be. That's how I've built relationships um, with people like Travis 
or like Jennifer Burwell, who's helped me with, you know, my, my business plan over the past few years. And so many people in the community where we can help one another and we can lift others up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just such a win-win. And it's, it's such a powerful thing. Even though the Phoenix area is big, I feel like, you know, it's so easy to get connected. And once you start getting out there and building relationships, most people are only a few connections away from one another. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a very well-connected, almost, you know, a little bit more small towny vibe. I've never lived somewhere small, but it feels <laughs> like it more so than Orange County. Yeah. Um, where I threw a block party the other day just to get to know more of my neighbors and everyone was so excited about it. So I, I just love that. I, I love the opportunity to be here, to be able to, to continue to get to know Travis and work with him, to be able to, you know, get, get to know Kendra more and, and others. So I, I'm just grateful for that. And I hope that more people find the value in that. I've had conversations recently with friends. Like, they're like, you've been networking since you graduated. I never understood it. But now I'm seeing we're, you know, we're in our 30s now and it's it's more impactful. And so just expressing gratitude and hopeful for what's to come and building more of those relationships. It is so neat, this feel in Phoenix. When I moved here six years ago, I was like, I knew I wanted to be here because of the community and because of the opportunities too. But it really has this weird, small town feel. Everybody's kind of a connection or two away. And even when people have been introduced to me, oh, do you know so-and-so? It's like, oh, well, yeah, I do. And you're like, oh, (laughs) in this, you know, metropolitan of like 5 million people or something insane. And to be like, oh, yeah, I know that person or I know that person or whatever that connection is, right? I have people reach out to me just for somebody to help watch their dogs. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. Right. And it's so cool to have that feel. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad you said that because I appreciate that that has been a thread through the conversation today too. Yeah. And I, I guess to just get a little corny with this, we started or Libby started the law firm in Moon Valley. Mm -hmm that she was uh, doing estate plans for neighbors, for people in the immediate area. They've grown their business steadily every year since they've opened. And that's in large part because of the Moon Valley community, mm-hmm. the surrounding communities. It, it, one of the crowning achievements of my time so far at uh, the uh, law office of Libby Banks, and I, I have this framed in my office is uh, we do a lot of articles for the local newspapers uh, for the Moon Valley Tatler. So I have, uh, we have a a front page photo of our team on the Moon Valley Tatler. I have that framed in my office because growing up, you know, it was this uh, small little hometown newspaper that you'd get on your doorstep every once in a while. But uh, it's really come full circle that I'm now giving back to the community where I got my start. I just... I'm really excited and thankful to do these types of opportunities to uh, continue to do what I can uh, for the place that I grew up in. Yeah, I do love that. That's awesome. And you guys are doing, both of you are doing such phenomenal things. I do need to talk with both of you later in the future. (laughs) As we conclude and wrap all of this, I want to make sure everybody knows how to reach the two of you. So Travis, what's the best way for all of those folks that are listening and you listed off those examples and they're like, oh yeah, this is me. This is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to get in touch with you. What's the best way? 
So I, I would say that calling our main office number, 602-375-6752, we have a staff ready to take calls and set appointments and uh, get you exactly what you need. Uh, you can also visit our website, uh, which is libbybanks.com, to uh, get any additional information, some education, some videos uh, to uh, look into that, as well as um, get any email addresses or uh, sign up for a consultation there as well. Awesome. Thank you. And then, Allison, what about you? They're listening and they're like, oh, yeah, I do need to save and I do want to have some money for later. I should talk to Allison. How do they reach you? So pretty similar. I'd say the easiest way is to go to Stein, S-T-I-N-E, wealthmanagement.com. On there, email and phone number are both available. Um, There's also availability to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation initial consultation and that's that, that first um, no-pressure conversation to see if we might be a good fit together. Um, you can follow Stein Wealth Management on um, LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook Business. So lots of different ways to connect with us, but steinwealthmanagement.com is probably the easiest. Awesome. Thank you. I am so glad that I got to fill in today and have this conversation with the two of you. You're doing amazing work. Um, as it was mentioned earlier, I love math nerds, so <laughs> I need people like you in my life. Um, I appreciate both of you for what you're doing in business, but what you're doing in this community is really big. So thank you for coming on today, you guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Phoenix Business Radio X. Some media leans left, some media leans right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Kendra Maples. Kendra Maples.